Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the first relaunched episode of The Stoop here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Raggis. Joining me, good friend of mine, we co-hosted some shows together a couple of years ago, John Leary. What's going on, John? Hey, guys. How's everybody doing out there? Glad, glad to join you. Well. Yeah, hopefully they're doing well and they're listening right now because this is going to be a really I'm good hoping. show. we got a lot of things to talk about, and we're going to be joined by actor Kevin Sorbo at the 8 o'clock mark. Really looking forward to that. Big fan of his from his days, Hercules, the legendary journey, oh, yeah. and yep. many other things. Really looking forward to it. Uh, before we get into it, I want to thank the band Drenalyn for giving us their music to use for an intro of our show. It's off their newest, well, their latest CD, Ignite Chapter 1, and that was Ignite. That was the, the track title from it. Really good guys, and uh, you're going to be hearing a lot about Drenalyn real soon on this show because they're going to be joining us, and uh, we might even unveil... A single from their newest CD coming out, which would be Chapter 2. I'd say. All exclusive for our listeners, man. I mean, I'm stoked. Drenalyn's a good band. I'm liking what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah. They're really good. Can't, can't get enough of it. Got the new CD sitting right here, looking at the cover. Listen to it all the time. Really good, guys. If you've uh, never heard of them, check them out on Facebook. Drenalyn is the name of the band. Great, great stuff. You can actually check them out later on on this Stoop Facebook page. So we'll link them up there so everybody listening can check it out. Uh, talking about music, wow, we lost a lot of people over the last couple of weeks in the world of music and movies, actually, John. And uh, yeah. it's just it's just crazy. It's one by one. I was talking to you a little earlier today about it. And then after we stopped talking and, and we hung up the phone with each other, we lost three more people today in the world it's, of music. It's absolutely crazy. Now, from what I gather, a lot of them, uh, I, I don't know about the new ones, but uh, you know, cancer, man. Cancer is taking people left and right from us. It's well, crazy. It's just been happening. Um, you know, we'll just, uh, you know, name a few in the music world. First off the bat, uh, the legendary Lemmy, Killmeister, Motorhead. I mean, wow. When he passed away, I told my buddy, I said, a world without Ronnie James Dio and Lemmy Killmeister is a sucky world. And then all of a sudden... David Bowie dies. That's just, that was like, wow, man. I woke up, yeah. go to work, 5.30 in the morning. I put on the news, and the first thing that was on the news, and I couldn't believe it, was David Bowie on the bottom of the screen with the, his date of birth and the date of death. And that just went, man, what a shockwave. I know. David Bowie is such a big influence on uh, on my taste in music. I, David Bowie is really, like, losing Lemmy was big. Um, a lot of the bands that I listen to, you know, they take inspiration from Lenny. But David Bowie. That was a huge one for me. That was that was that was quite saddened by that one. Yeah, it was crazy too. And he just uh, released his latest album, which is just soaring on on the uh, on the charts right now because of his death. And it was a little bit of a a goodbye to his fans. It was a nice tribute from David Bowie to his fans. It's a it's it's a shame nobody knew he was sick though, because I'm sure a lot more fans would have uh, showed their support of David Bowie, uh, you know, as he was uh, passing on. Just uh, just some crazy stuff, and then uh, you know Scott Weil and the Stone Temple Pilots uh, overdosed a few weeks ago, and you know such yep. a young age, and, and he's gone, and then uh, you know the legendary Natalie Cole passing away too. Nobody knew 
Uh, she was, I mean, she's had some health concerns, but nobody really knew she was that sick in order to, uh, you know, to pass away. And then, uh, you know, Glenn Frey today of the Eagles. I mean, wow. Yeah, that was, you know, that was, that was a huge shocker. I mean, yeah. I mean they just, I mean, what can you say? What can you say about it? It's, it's you sad, can't say you know? anything. And it's like, you know, all, all these people from our childhood is going. It's like our childhood is passing on along with them. And then you hear of Mick Gillette of the Tower of Power having a massive heart attack and passing away today. Uh, Dale Griffin, the uh, the drummer from Mata Hopple. I mean, you know, David Bowie wrote a song for them, and he, he did some work with David Bowie. So him passing away right after David Bowie is is, is just crazy. And then, uh, you know, looking at the world of movies, uh, two legendary actors and, and Alan Rickman, man, Severus Snape, uh, Hans Gruber, you know, the voice of God in Dogma. I mean, come on, you know. It's, I mean, let's, let's not forget his uh, iconic role in Die Hard. I mean, come on. Yeah, right? Come on, man. From Hans Gruber <laughs> to Severus Snape, man, you can't look at two better roles, and, and especially in Dogma. Too. He, he was great in Dogma, Galaxy Quest, uh, phenomenal oh, in yeah. it's just it's 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 a shame and then uh you know uh, Angus Scrim the tall man from Phantasm the Fan- Phantasm series is some of my favorite favorite horror movies and and it was it was a shame to hear him pass away he was he he was a he was a good age he was in his 80s when he passed away it's just a world without Angus Scrim man i you know we're waiting for the new Phantasm Ravager to come out that they filmed last year and it's and it's like damn now Angus Scrim is gone too and then Right before all of them, Wayne Rogers, Trapper John from MASH. It's just so many big, notable people, lots of legendary people just dropping one by one. It's 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 been a tough 2016 already, John. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Paul. Yeah. Really crazy stuff. So, uh, yeah, so this is the stoop. I mean, uh, if nobody has listened in before, we were originally 24 Sports Hub Radio and John – and his buddy Scott Blooney, they used to host a show called Sports Blogger Radio. We were a specific sports platform, but something was missing, John. Something was truly missing from our program, and it was being able to talk about our love for movies, music, television, books, life, you and me, fatherhood. You know, since uh, yeah. you know our last show ended about a year and a half ago, both John and I both became fathers for the first time. Yes, we have. Yep. You know, so, uh, so you you know people will hear a lot about our kids on uh, on this radio program in the future. <laughs> uh, I know, yeah, I'm sure there'll be stories to- told left and right about uh, my son and your son doing some uh, crazy things. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> it's just the way it goes, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it was it was a good 2015, and uh, it's 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 been fun watching my son grow up. Uh, you know, we you know my wife and I had him, uh, you know, this summer. I know uh, you and your wife had your son a little bit before we did, so uh, you're yeah. more of a seasoned vet than I am right now. <laughs> I'm still learning, man. It's uh, I got to take it day by day with him, you know. You're always learning, and whether a teenager or young adults, I think you're always still going to learn as a parent. So, right, exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's been some crazy times, and uh, but we're back. You know, this is uh, something that we all love to do, and we couldn't wait to get back on the air. Um, it's going to be a three-person team here at the stoop and uh we're not joined by our third co-host tonight but i want to give a shout out to joey torres who couldn't join us tonight he will be here every once in a while it'll either be john leary or it'll be joey torres or it might be john and joey and not me so you know what can you do um want to give a shout out to previous co-hosts of our radio program here uh when we were 24 sports Hub radio and fan junkies radio uh we changed names twice during our sports platform 
Um, Jim Williams was a good co-host and uh, he helped us out a lot, but I got to give a huge shout out to Mike McShane. Um, he really helped out the program. Um, he led us into being where we are, making us one of the most popular podcasts on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, just got to give a huge, huge shout out, you know, to uh, Mike McShane. And, uh, you know, Mike, if you're listening, man, you want to give a call and uh, and say hello, we'd welcome that. That would be great. So Yeah, I'd love to hear from Mike. I hope he's doing well. Uh, same thing with Jimmy. I haven't heard from Jimmy in a long time. But, uh, you know, shout out to those two guys, the, uh, you know, it was always good working with them. Absolutely. And Scott, too. Scott Blue, we got to give a shout-out to Oh, yeah, of course. Scott, Scott, I can't forget about Scott. Yeah. Well, uh, you could. Good old, <laughs> good old Mashansky over there, uh, over, you know, Scott. I, I miss him. I haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, I know he's doing well. He's in school right now, so. All right. But, uh, yeah, hey, Scott, if you're listening, buddy, you know, call in. You know, yeah. it be good to hear you. You're always welcome, man. You're always going to be a part of the, you know, the family here at the Stoop. And we, you know, we had lots of, lots of great guests, you know, who've uh, become friends of ours, uh, John, over the, uh, over the years here. And uh, you know, you'll be hearing some of them on here soon. Uh, one of our good friends, former NBA player, NBA champion, Chucky Brown. He's definitely going to be, you know, joining us. Talk a little bit of sports, a little bit of life, a little bit of fatherhood. You know, and 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 that's the thing. We're going to talk to a lot of different people about fatherhood because with you, you and I. Becoming fathers, I, I, it's to me, it's going to be interesting to find out how somebody like Kevin Sorbo balances such a busy schedule, you know, traveling all the time, acting in TV shows and movies while being a father. Because let me tell you, man, I work during the day, and then I'm doing this at night. I'm home a lot more than most of these people, and I find I don't see him enough. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, with me working uh, like a third shift and, uh, you know, I, I see him probably two days, maybe three days a week. So, you know, it's uh, it's tough, you know, when you, when you get home on Sunday morning. It's, you know, you want to see the little guy. So I, I know how you feel. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, well let's uh, move on a little bit. Uh, John, any, any new movies that's been out over the last bunch of months that you couldn't wait to see? Have you seen Star Wars yet? Um, you know, no, I haven't seen Star Wars. Uh, Are you I, I've been wanting to. I, you know, yes and no. I, I guess, uh, I guess I'm more of a Star Trek guy. I know oh. a little bit more about the franchise. Yeah, I know. Burn him at the stake, right? Yeah, I get it. Well, you know, but, Trek fans, <laughs> want to talk to John Colin, Star Wars fans, if you want to call in and curse John out, you can call in too. So that's. <laughs> well, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I know, I know the franchise. I know, you know, I know the storylines and stuff like that. I, yeah. I have been wanting to see it, but just haven't made it there yet. Um, yeah. I do want to see the Hurtful Eight though. The Hurtful Eight looks pretty good. Samuel L. Jackson, another Quentin Tarantino film. Yeah. Uh, looks very interesting. Um, and of course, the Relevant. I don't know if you've seen seen previews for the Relevant movie, but you know seen Leonardo DiCaprio. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it. I have seen no. the trailer, and I've heard the rumors uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio was being raped by that bear on set, which uh, he actually <laughs> and uh, denied, which I thought um, was. Absolutely funny. Well, uh, a buddy of mine had uh, sorry from work. He had stated that no, he in fact was not being raped by a bear. <laughs> However, uh, he could tell that you know you can see why people would think that. Uh, you know, excellent uh, recommendation from my man Mike Jones. I don't know if he's listening, but Mikey, if you're listening, uh, yes, I will take your recommendation. I will see it eventually. You know, it's 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 just amazing though how people can go onto the internet. Say something as ridiculous, like Leonardo DiCaprio was raped by a grizzly bear in a movie. 
on set, and people believe it. I mean, it's. I know. Listen, everybody will believe what's on the internet, man. These days, you see it all it, the time. You know, it's absolutely insane, man. It really is. But you know, going back to uh, you know to some of the movies, Hateful Eight with uh, Kurt Russell, uh, you know, a western. With Kurt Russell, you can't go wrong. There's also another Western out with Kurt Russell right now. It's more of an independent flick. Uh, you can actually get it at Redbox. Uh, a buddy of mine, Brad Ryder, just saw it and said it was really, really good. Not as good as The Hateful Eight, but it was really good. It's called Bone Tomahawk. So really looking forward to uh, grabbing that off a Red Flicks one, uh, Redbox one day. Red Flicks. He's just, just completely bashed up. Yeah. Netflix it's a father of it, man. Awesome. See, man. When you're tired and it happens, <laughs> mix Netflix with Redbox and you get Red Flicks. So I think I'm going to copyright that real <laughs> I'm gonna have a good time That's with that. Um, you know, it's 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 hard to watch a movie to go to a theater with uh, you know a kid that's not even a year old yet. I mean, uh, we were gonna go see Star Wars, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and both my wife and I said if we go to a dark movie theater, we're probably gonna fall asleep and spending uh, twenty three dollars in order to do it. So yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, that's that's uh, one of the biggest reasons why I haven't made it there yet. You know, is yeah. because of the fact that. You know, and it's it's tough. You're not going to pack up the kid and bring him to you know bring a one year old to the movie theater. It's kind of tough, you know. Oh, you so. know, and when they're a little older and they actually can uh, sit still, be quiet, not freak out in the movie theater, you know, it's 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 a different story. But at that point, when at any moment they can cry, they can get hungry, they have to get a change of diaper. You know, you can't bring a baby to the movie theater. Unfortunately, I've heard a lot about that, and it's it's. <laughs> It's crazy. We went out yesterday and uh, our first uh, venture out to a restaurant with our uh, kid. It wasn't it wasn't a fancy restaurant. It was Applebee's. So it's like, okay, if he cries, we can go outside with him. And uh, he did a good job. But it was, you know, it's hard to uh, eat when you're trying to take care of a baby at the same time. So, right. Great, you, great. you learn to uh, you learn to shovel your uh, food in fast. <laughs> yeah, you really do. I think my wife is so hot. Yeah. I think my wife has learned to do more things with one hand than she's ever done before, and uh, she's become a pro at it. And I'm I'm still kind of having trouble doing it. So, but the intuition, they know what they're doing, man. That's it's that's crazy, man. <laughs> uh, but let me ask you this: Yeah, why Star Trek over Star Wars? What's oh man? What, what's, um, what's there that makes you like something like Star Trek over something like Star Wars? Well, it's, I just, you know, my mother is a huge Star Trek fan. She mm-hmm. grew up, uh, you know, watching the original uh, show, Gene Roddenberry show. Um, and, you know, growing up in my household, she watched every rerun that was, every rerun that was on. And then, you know, Star Trek The Next Generation came out, and that was a little bit more towards, you know, when I was a kid. So we watched that as well. So I just... I just it just was in my household. I, it's not like I'm I'm going to Trekkie events or anything like that, but you know it's just uh, I just more it more adapted to that one than I did Star Wars. Star Wars was um, a little bit before my time, you know, with uh, you know coming out. Yeah, of but 70s. so is Star Trek too, man. <laughs> I know, I know, but you know, I just my mother never really talked about Star Wars, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know we. When I was a kid, you know, in the 80s, when uh, the uh, Star Wars, oh, God, I want to say Star Wars. Uh, yeah, there you go. Two? <laughs> no, yeah. not two. I uh, See, I don't even know. Uh, was it Return <laughs> of the Jedi? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that had come out. Uh, you know, that, that was that was big in the household. I saw that and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, I can't forget the Ewoks and all that. But, 
it just uh it just didn't stick with me i mean i wasn't like you know i'm not a diehard but yeah well you know a lot of people say i mean you, see, you know you even got the guys who uh you know and, and the people who like marvel movies over dc and dc over marvel and you know it's a little bit easier to see why people would pick between those two but the star trek star wars thing i never really understood yeah it's uh I don't. I don't know. I, I I I wish I had an answer for you and all the listeners. But I really yeah, don't. I just, <laughs> you know me. I particularly don't go crazy over either of them. I'd I'd prefer Star Wars more over Star Trek, but you know I'm okay without watching either of them. I'm more of a Spaceballs kind of guy. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, there you go. I, I mean, you didn't you didn't bring up Spaceballs. That's a different story. That's that's no, my well, style. You know, that's 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 outside of that. You know, it's uh, you know, that's a, right, that's a whole right. different genre there. But uh, you know, I'd much prefer uh, you know, a Mel Brooks movie over uh, you know, both Star Star Wars and Star Trek. And and I think both Star Wars and Star Trek are brilliant movies. I I think uh, you know, and and TV shows with Star Trek, I think they were phenomenal. I mean, if they weren't, they wouldn't be as you know around as long as they were. And are sure, and uh, you know, Star Wars wouldn't be as huge as it is right now just because of a new movie. I mean, if nobody liked it, it wouldn't be anything. So, um, you know, they're both great. I think they're you know good. I just uh, I, I've never went crazy about. I'm more of a Marvel guy. I like you know. I go. I guess the way when a Marvel movie comes out or a Marvel TV show comes out, that's my equivalent of being a Star Wars fan or a Trekkie. Okay. Yeah. See, I can understand that. You know, I like now. I'm a mixed bag. I like my Batman movies as bad as them as some of them are bad. I like them, you know. I'm still a Batman, <laughs> um, but you know, Marvel. Besides Batman, I mean, Marvel is you know that's that's the way to go. You know, yeah. I mean, I, it's I, funny. I, I actually yeah. go ahead. No, I know. I'm saying that's how I feel. I mean, like you know, I watched the you know the Michael Keaton Batman. Thought it was good. Um, I, I saw the Val Kilmer one. I like the Val Kilmer when people crucify me for that. Um, you know, George Clinton, <laughs> you know, Christian Bale didn't like, I, I, I just feel like DC went to a very dark, dark way of doing things, uh, you know, since the Michael Keaton Batman and really don't like anything DC does anymore. And, and I'm a big comic book guy. You know, I, I read a lot of Marvel comics. I, I grew up on a lot of DC comics, the old JSAs. You know, I, I like the Doctor Fates, the Sandmans, the Johnny Lightnings. That's the kind of DC I like from years ago. Can't get into the DC right. now. Somebody asked me out there, "Are you looking forward to seeing uh, Batman versus Superman or the Suicide Squad coming out?" No, I'll probably never see them. Really? Maybe I will. Wow. I, I know um, they might be on TV one day, and I'll just say, "Oh, let me take a look at it." But I'm not going to go watch it. You know, I'm not going to go looking for it. There's nothing about it that's enticing to me. See now, I as far as I mean, the Batman versus Superman, yeah, it looks all right. I mean, Ben Affleck as Batman is still kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's still kind of weird to me. But the Suicide Squad, now that movie, I've been wanting to see that movie since you know they announced they were going to do it. I yeah. just, I, I love the cast. Um, you know, Will Smith is Deadshot, Jared Leto is jo the Joker. You know, I mean, excellent. I just, I love, I love where it's going. I like how it dark, how it's dark too. So I mean, that's it's supposed to be. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think they have a, they're going to have a lot to do to catch up to anything Marvel's doing, and even to you know get numbers close to that. I mean, I'm looking forward to Civil War. You know, I'm I'm looking forward. Oh yes, definitely. You know, the Black Panther movie when it comes out. I was looking forward to the Inhumans, but there's rumors that it's been scraped. 
Doctor Strange cannot wait for. But you know, in 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 the meantime, you got Agents of Shield on ABC. You got Agent Carter that's uh, coming back. I think tomorrow night, I believe. And then uh, you know the Netflix series Daredevil, good. Jessica Daredevil Jones. Daredevil is. I've never. Oh, I, I mean, I haven't watched. I haven't watched the Jessica Jones one, but Daredevil I've watched. Uh, I've probably got about uh, two more episodes left of the first season. It's 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 the best Daredevil, uh, you know, rendition that uh, Marvel's ever made. I mean, the well, Ben Affleck Daredevil. Yeah, Marvel, you can't you know? mention the Ben Affleck one. You can't. Uh, you, you just you just can't. You know, the only thing good about that movie. <laughs> And, you know, I didn't even like him as Kingpin was Michael Clark Duncan, rest of the soul, awesome guy. Right. You know, only good thing right. that came out of that movie. Um, you know, but, you know, like I said, you got Daredevil on Netflix. Jessica Jones has been so good. People going bananas over it. It was renewed for season two already today, and it just came out. And then you got the, you know, the Luke Cage is in, is in development with Mike Coulter. They're just about to cast for Iron Fist. And now announced that Netflix is going to do even more original shows, and they're looking at doing a Punisher. Um, I can't remember the actor name, but the guy who played Shane from uh, Walking Dead. Oh yeah, Punisher. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I, I believe. I mean, I yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name either, but I know. Uh, again, another shout out to Mike Jones. Again, uh, he was telling me that he's going to be playing Punisher in the upcoming uh, Daredevil season, um, which I feel is a, Punisher is one of my all time favorite characters, just because he's. Well, he, he's he's dark. He's kind of brutal. Um, yeah. That's just like a, this is how I like my comic books, I guess. But um, I guess, man, I'm very man. excited for that. Yeah, you really like the dark stuff, huh? Yeah, I do. I'm a big Walking Dead fan. I'm a big Punisher fan. Wolverine, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I like the. Um, I really like the Apocalypse uh, series of the um, the zombie apocalypse series of the uh, comic. Uh, excuse me, the Marvel oh, really? characters. Really? Yeah. I could not get into that. I don't I it's just like it's a different concept, so I really like the idea, so Yeah, I feel like they just jumped on the whole zombie train because it's such a huge thing right now and why not? I mean, you know, they reboot so many yeah. different comic books and have so many different comic books at the out at the same time. Why not make a zombie one, right? There you go. Exactly. That's crazy. But it's, talking uh, about Punisher, I gotta ask you this. Dolph Lundgren yeah. or Thomas Jane? Oh well, or um, I, I guess Ray um, Stevenson. All right, you could throw Ray Stevenson. Yeah, I was gonna say or yeah. Ray Stevenson. Now I just I literally just saw the uh, Punisher Warzone movie probably uh, a couple of days ago for the first time, and I would have to say Ray Stevenson. He just he portrays he portrays him so well. Thomas Jane isn't too bad, but Dolph <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, uh, you know. I love pretty much everything he's done, you know, as Drago and, uh, you know, even, yes, even him as He-Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm reaching back there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would have to I would have to go with Ray Stevenson uh, for Punisher over, over the, all of those two guys. Yeah. You know, Ray Stevenson, he was, he was decent, I thought. I, to, to me, I, I thought Thomas Jane played a good Punisher. I, I, I like the way he did the movie. You know, I like John Travolta as the villain. I thought he was he he knocked that role out of the, out of the water. John Travolta. It was uh, it was a good. It definitely was a good movie. Um, yes. I guess, uh, is is like I said, as far as if they could have taken Ray Stevenson and put him in the original or the uh, Thomas Jane Punisher, then I'd probably be a little bit more happier with it. Come on, man! Um, I like I love the Dolph Lundgren one. God. Uh, it's just wow, dude. <laughs> you can't get any better than Dolph Lundgren and Louis Gossett Jr. You can't. Do it. <laughs> you can't. You can't do it. 
Oh no, man! You can't in that movie. I don't know who owns it. I don't. Th- it's it's definitely not Marvel. I I think it might be Fox, but whoever owns it, they have to special release that on Blu-ray because I think it's great. I think it's phenomenal. I would love <laughs> to have it on Blu-ray. That's <laughs> if they do, I'll have to rewatch it again because that movie was, from what I remember, that movie was probably. It was just, it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> don't, don't go there. Don't, don't go there, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I'll leave it alone. If, if they put it on Blu-ray, I'm going to buy it for you. And if you <laughs> turn around and say, you know what? That was really good. You can write me a check and send me it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Deal. So we're going to be. We're going to be joined by our guest, Kevin Sorbo, in, in just a little bit. Really, really looking forward to that. He has a new movie coming out called Cage No More. It's going to be released in uh, select theaters on uh, January 22nd. Um, if you uh, ever get a chance, go to cagenomoremovie.com. Check out the trailer. Powerful, man. It's crazy. It's it's absolutely powerful. It's more of a of, of a faith film about child trafficking. And uh, I watched the trailer a couple of different times now. And... Uh, Blown away by it, man. I, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but you definitely got to check it out. Yeah, I will definitely check it out. I'm sorry, Kevin, if you're listening. I have not had a chance to see it, but uh, I will definitely check it out when it comes out. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good cast. You got uh, Loretta Devine is in the movie. A very good, powerful, classy actress. Cassidy Giffords uh, playing a Frank Giffords, and uh, Cassidy Lee Giffords' daughter is also uh, in the movie. Uh, Deborah Wilson, Cynthia Gibb, who I didn't even know was acting anymore. Um, do you know who that is? Uh, it sounds so familiar, John. You're going to have to help me out here. <sighs> Good to you again. You're breaking my I'm heart, sorry. man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, what, you know? I'll give you two movies she was in. Short Circuit okay. and Youngblood. Short Circuit and Youngblood. Yes. Jesse Chadwick oh, and Youngblood. The one Rob Lowe fell in love for. The coach's daughter. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Sandy Bannatoni yep. short circuit too. When I heard that, well, well, when I read that Cynthia Gibbs, I was like, wait a minute, Cynthia Gibbs. I didn't even know she was acting because I haven't seen her in a long time. But then when I looked her up uh, earlier today, I couldn't believe that she's been in a lot of stuff that I I actually watch. I guess I didn't even recognize her. It's amazing. Times are changing, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, man. You get old and uh, you change. I mean, she still looks. Just as beautiful as she did years ago, she's uh, you know a, a, a phenomenal actress. Um, anyway, Cage No More, um, the newest Kevin Sorbo movie, we'll be talking about with him uh, once he calls in around the eight o'clock hour. So we got just a few minutes left. Um, also, you know, uh, you know, I was talking at the beginning of the show of all the uh, you know phenomenal people we lost. Uh, didn't want to uh, you, you know forget to mention uh, Dan Haggerty. Um, you know, played Grizzly Adams in the, in the old Grizzly Adams uh, movie. Um, phenomenal actor, you know, another guy lost, uh, you know, I believe to cancer in his sixties. It's, it's, it seems the sixties, man, it's everybody's dropping. Their it's, kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's very scary. Very scary. I'm telling you, man, cancer is a, is a, is, is a terrible disease. It needs to, uh, needs to go away. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Iron, Iron Mike Sharp. Iron Mike Sharp. Yeah. Iron Mike Sharp. you found if, out. Yeah, I mean, I'm a wrestling fan, so when that popped up, I knew who Iron Mike Sharp was right away. Passed away at the age of 64. Um, he was he was the jobber. He was the guy that uh, they always put out in the ring, and he always got beat. I don't think I've ever seen Iron Mike Sharp win because I don't think he ever won a match in 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 the WWE back then, the WWF. Um, you know, it's it's a shame. Um, I'm not sure what he passed away from. 
Um, but I wouldn't be shocked, man, if it was cancer because it just seems to be going around. Yeah, yeah, it does, man. It's it's so sad, dude. I I I know I keep saying it, but geez, you know. Yeah, it's you know going out of 2015 and into 2016, and right at the very end of uh, 2015, we lost Lemmy Kilmeister, we lost Wayne Rogers from Mash. Uh, lots of other different people uh, passed away. You know, I, you, you know, I wish I could mention all of their names. Uh, you know, just in tribute to them. Unfortunately, we don't have the time for that. But it's like you know, we're going right. into a new year, and uh, you know, hey, you know, happy new year. You know, this is going to be the better year, and it's it just seems all of a sudden, man. When they tell you it comes in threes, man, it's been coming in like twelves. It's dude, I know, and that, it, it's it, it's it something tells me that's not over too. I think we're gonna get a couple more shockers. I hope. It, it, I don't want to, but yeah, I hope not. But I think it's gonna happen, you know, just because. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody from that generation is 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 passing away. You know. Yeah, it, it, you know what? It seems to be that way. Like you know, like I said, and like my uh, like my buddy Frank said, he says uh, his MP3 player is turning into a digital purgatory. You know, and. Uh, it's, couldn't have described it any better than that, unfortunately, because that's uh, right. that's what it is. You know, I was I was sitting at work the other day just listening to Hotel California by the Eagles, and now today, you know, Glenn Frey is gone. So, yeah, you know, it's just crazy. And also, you know, Celine Dion's husband and brother dying within a couple of days of of one another too, from you know, both from cancer. It's like wow. Yeah. Wow. It's I don't know. Man. We gotta we gotta lighten the mood here. Let's, let, yeah. lighten, let's lighten the mood. This is too crazy. Let's lighten, <laughs> Lighten up uh, real soon when uh, our guest joins us. But uh, in the meantime, reboots. Let's talk reboots real quick. Uh, Boy okay. Meets World. Loved Boy Meets World. They rebooted into Girl Meets World on Disney Channel. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, my wife and I, we watch it all the time. We absolutely love it. I think they're doing it the perfect way. And now, Full House, which is going to be known as Full House, coming to Netflix. Are you excited? Because I can't wait for February, man. Uh, you know, um, Full House was one of those shows that I always, you know, TGIF Fridays, oh, yeah. we always watched. Um, now, the original, all the original cast is coming back for this, correct? Everybody but the Olsen twins, which I'm not. Which I'm school. not that big. Can't stand them. Yeah, I will definitely be tuning into that when it uh, comes re- when it gets released on Netflix. Um, just just to see how how it is i mean to see if it's a if it's a train wreck or if it's really good you know you never know but um i mean the original it, it's funny to see um bob saget in in that role after knowing how he how his actual comedy acts are <laughs> have you ever seen a comedy acts? oh yeah man <laughs> they're very, they're, uh, brunch, dude yeah. yeah yeah he is and uh but to see it but to see him in that uh uh, was it uh, Tanner? Is that, yeah. is that the character he plays? Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, like, Danny Tanner, correct. correct. Danny Tanner, that's it. Um, that it's hilarious. So, yeah. yeah, I'll be looking for. I'll I'll be watching that. I'll be watching a couple episodes of that and check it out. I definitely want to uh, see how they're going to do with that one. Well, I that's for sure. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's get to our guest, and uh, this is who we're here to uh, really listen to tonight, and it's uh, actor Kevin Sorbo. Kevin, how you doing tonight? Good. How you doing? Good. I want to thank you uh, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us. We really appreciate it. Not a problem. Um, we're here to talk about your new movie. We, you know, we'll start off with that, Cage No More, um, in, in select theaters around the U.S. on January 22nd. I've watched 
the trailer a couple of different times. I, I it's it's so powerful. Is there uh you know, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the movie and the role you're playing in it? Well, it deals with um, it deals with human trafficking, which uh, at the time I had no idea. I'd always heard of it, you know, and obviously Taken was a huge hit, and, um, you know, we know it's out there, but I always thought it was something that was outside of this country, but it's a huge problem in America as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, last year, I remember there was a big sting, an FBI sting at the Super Bowl in Arizona, mm-hmm. where they busted up a big uh, human trafficking ring there. But uh, I play two parts in it. I play uh, twin brothers, good and bad, and the bad brother is bad. I mean, he gets in trouble, uh, he's in debt, drugs, gambling, everything else, and he sells his two daughters into human trafficking, which is pretty pathetic and sick. So it's kind of a sick character for me to play. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah, like I said, I watched the trailer, and I I couldn't believe it. I was like... Is that Kevin Sorbo playing that part? Because you know, I'm I'm always used to watching you in uh, you know good parts. I mean, you know, coming from Hercules to some of the other movies. I mean, some Hallmark movies that you did. I you know you look phenomenal in the movie, and I and I really cannot wait to uh, you know uh, get a glance at it. But as I said, you know, really powerful movie. What are your hopes for this movie? Like, you know, who do you hope it reaches out to the most? Well, I think a lot of it is just to wake people up to realize that uh, it's not something that's a problem outside of America. It's a problem right here in our own backyard. We shot in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and actually uh, Governor Bobby Jindal came in and did a couple scenes as himself, of course, and um, you know because it's one of the one of the biggest problems in Louisiana as well. And he's, he's you know one of the top five things on his list is sort of uh, fix the problem in that state. So I hope it just brings awareness to people what's going on. People can go to caged. Uh, CageNoMoreMovie.com, that's CageNoMoreMovie.com for information. They can find out where it's showing near them. They can find out information of what they can do to, uh, you know, help, you know, just be aware to protect their own children. And, uh, you know, it's just hopefully it's a movie that's going to wake people up a little bit to a huge problem in America. And a lot of it comes from uh, runaways, unfortunately. They just, you know, they're scared, they got nowhere to go, and they get sucked into this world. Yeah, and it's been a big problem for, uh, unfortunately, many, many, many years. I remember when I was a kid and, uh, you know, just, you know, even the backs of the milk cartons, you know, a lot of those missing kids, I'm sure, unfortunately, that they uh, got sucked into the whole human trafficking thing, which is a real shame, uh, you know, something that needs to be, you know, not only changed around the world, but especially here in the U.S. I, I didn't know it was such a big problem in the U.S. Um, up until, you know, the last few years. You always hear about it happening in a lot of the Asian countries and a lot of the uh, South American countries, but... But man, you know, all of a sudden, man, it's uh, all over the U.S. and I'm sure it's been here for quite a while. So I'm, I'm, it's, I'm shocked that we haven't really heard too much about it over the years. I think uh, it's the, um, you know, speed of the media today, right, and the speed of everything yeah. else that goes around. Just, I, I agree with you. It's probably been around a long time, but now we just we're just more aware of it. And in, yeah. in America, it's every 30 seconds somebody goes uh, gets sucked into that uh, human trafficking world. So it's pre- it's pretty amazing. It's pretty scary. Yeah, it's really scary. Um, phenomenal cast. I was looking at the uh, cast sheet for this movie. Uh, one of them I have to ask you about, Loretta Devine. I've, I've seen her in so many things, such a powerful, such a classy actress. How is it to work with her? She was great, and she was classy throughout. I mean, she uh, she is really the, sort of the heart and soul of the movie, and mm-hmm. she plays the godmother to these, to these uh, two kids. And mm-hmm. she knew that I was a bad apple, you know, and... Uh, the wife that I have in it, I mean, I'm, I'm divorced from her, but I still treat her horrible. And uh, she, she's always been, you know, in the movie trying to get me, get her, you know, those kids away from me. So she was onto it from the start. And then uh, the good guy that I play is the guy that's the twin brother, and he has really not had any contact with his brother in years. 
is mm-hmm. just because of the different roads they both have taken. And he is sort of the money force behind this all. He's a, he's he's well off. He's a philanthropist. He's a guy who gives back, and he uh, takes his son, who's a military guy, and says, you know, put together a team, whatever it costs. You go find my my nieces, and uh, you go save your cousins, and you bring my brother to justice. So he he heads overseas to attract this guy down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's it, it really looks good. I I really hope a lot of people do go to the website. It's uh, CageNoMoreMovie.com. You can watch the trailer on there, and as uh, Kevin just said, you can see what movie theater, hopefully near you, is playing it, because uh, I, I think a lot more other theaters should be playing it, so everybody can go see it. Um, I just want to dive a little bit into your career. I've, I've, I've had one question I wanted to ask you ever since I reached out to you and, and we set this up. Um, something I talk to uh, with a lot of people, uh, so many actors, actresses, even musicians, they hate to be known for one role uh, and, and to be associated with for, for most of their career, if not their entire career. Um, does it ever bother you uh, if you're out and about? Do you know? Do people say it's Hercules? I mean, does it bother you that you're known for just Hercules, or is is that something that um, you're blessed with? Well, I don't know. I'm known just for Hercules. I mean, it was a big hit. It was, you know, seven years we passed Baywatch's most watched show in the world, and I shot that mm-hmm. from 1993 to 2000 on New Zealand. But I went straight into I, I look at it as an iconic role with. Uh, uh, Captain Dylan Hunt on Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda. I did that for five years, and that was the number one show in first-run syndication here in the States. Mm-hmm. And that was in 150 countries overseas. So mm-hmm. I get a combination of both those guys. But I'm telling you, the movies I've been doing lately, especially like Soul Surfer and God's Not Dead, in 2014 was the number one independent movie in Hollywood. A little $2 million budget made over $140 million worldwide. So surprisingly, I get stopped more now for that, going through airports, malls, grocery stores, whatever, for that more than anything else. People come and say, please make more movies like that that are wow. faith-based, that are family-friendly, and that are positive. Mm-hmm. So I think most actors, look, I had two series. How many actors get one in their lifetime? You know? yeah. So uh, for me for me to uh, have, have people recognize me from that, I think most actors that are not working at all, which is the vast majority of them, would be very happy to have a show that they get recognized for. Yeah. Do you think it's uh, you know you're getting recognized for more of the independent movies because of outlets like Netflix now? Uh, because you really unfortunately don't see too many independent movies on uh, you know regular TV, let alone network TV. So do you think like the Netflix, um, you know, and the Hulu's and all of those things, uh, all of those outlets are helping people see these kinds of movies? Oh, no question. I mean, you can no. see that you can see the success um, success of Netflix when they're doing all this original programming. So you know they're making big money to be able to do what they're doing because they. They're you know, from from House of Cards to whatever. I mean, they're doing amazing stuff. I would love to get a series with those guys, and uh, video on demand, all that. I mean, you know, the independent world is thriving. It's it's out there, but you're right. It's not going to get. Uh, it's hard to get it on movie screens because they're you know they they just want Star Wars. They want the next uh, uh, you know Pirates of the Caribbean, whatever it may be. And studios are afraid to take anything new. They're afraid to uh, you know take those financial risks. So. They just go with these big blockbusters that they're pretty certain are going to be big blockbusters for them. And yeah. um, it's just the way it is. I mean, you look at 20 years ago, uh, the studios were making seven, 800 movies a year, all the studios combined. It's way down low now. It's less than 50% of that now. So it has opened up the, the world for independent movies only because there's so many qualified people that mm-hmm. need to find work. And so they're willing to take these low-budget movies just so they can get their craft honed. But it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what side of the camera they're on. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, 
you know, most of the time I enjoy the uh, small movies, you know, so much more than the uh, big movies. And, you know, Netflix is, is such a huge part of my life, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, in order to be able to watch them. Because like I said, you know, you, you know, you turn on TV and it's nothing but, you know, sitcom shows, which is fine, you know, and, and mostly commercials. But, you know, I wish some of these channels would take, uh, you know, just take a hint from the fans and, you know, start playing some of these movies, some of these, you know, good movies where, you know, people need to know these things like Cage No More. You know, do you ever think a Cage No More would be on TV or do you think it's going to be a better outlet for Netflix? Um, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, it, it might get a cable release in there somewhere, uh, mm-hmm. but certainly, you know, it's got a small theatrical, but at least it got a theatrical because it's tough as heck to get things in, in, in there. So yeah. uh, that'll help it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's going to, it's you know, word of mouth is the key. And if you don't have the money to sit there and promote these things, and with a small budget movie like this, uh, like a two million dollar budget, which Cage No More was, you know, it's hard. It's hard to get any kind of, uh, you know, commercials put out there, and you're not going to get trailers shown before other movie theaters, and it's uh, it's a tough road. But you know, it just got to get out there and do it. I mean, it happened. It happened with God's Not Dead. You know, mm-hmm. two two million dollar movie there, and look at that. Dead. You know, that was all word of mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you is I follow you on Facebook. Um, love the stuff you post on there. You know, some things I agree with, some things I don't agree with. Um yeah, but I'm sure your messages blows up from all of these people who just don't agree with you. I'm sure they're you know, saying some nasty things to you. Um and it doesn't seem to deter you because you always, you know, continue to keep posting it. Um, what keeps you so headstrong in today's uh society, um, especially one that's coming up on probably one of the biggest elections we're probably going to have for a very, very long time. Well, look at, look at the direction our country's going. We're now a socialist country. Tell me where socialism has worked. You know, people, I love when people say, that, well, it's great in Europe. Really? It's great in Europe? Europe is broke. If Germany, Germany wants to go back to the Deutschmark because they're tired of floating the other European countries in the Euro. If they mm-hmm. go back, France, Italy, and Spain are going to follow just like Greece. They're bankrupt. France mm-hmm. is at 75% tax rate. 75%. I mean, that's insane. So people are leaving left and right in that country right now. Yeah. So I'm going to post stuff. I don't care if people disagree with me. I don't. You know, most people come up and say, actually, actually, nobody comes up to me and gets in my face in a negative way. Everybody comes up to me and says, hey, keep posting what you're posting. Most of these people that are angry, sitting in their little apartments in their dark corner of their bedroom, uh, mm-hmm. they don't have the balls or the guts to come up and say something to my face. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't mind a good debate, and I don't mind if people disagree with me. That's fine. Absolutely. I don't expect agree with what I say. That but I'm I'm gonna post what I believe and what I think is best for the country because this country is built on individuals. It was never built on a big government. Our government's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and it's destroying this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with somebody like let's say uh you know Bernie Sanders, do you agree with uh you know some of the things <laughs> he said, you know, we need to break you know, break up big banks and you know stuff like that because he does say some things that, you know, do make some good points. Bernie, Bernie's a communist, so I don't know. How well how, how, how did communism do for the 50 years of those countries that Russia soaked up? Mm-hmm. You know, there's more people killed in the name of communism and socialism than there has ever been in democracy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Russia, look at, look, at, look at the socialist Russia. I mean, Stalin killed 30 million of his own people, 30 million. He's mm-hmm. one that said, you know, he, he was, uh, you know, 30 million dead, that's just a statistic. If one person dies, then it's a, then it's a tragedy. So yeah. that was his yeah. famous quote. And you're like going, really, this is amazing. Yeah. And I love I love it and when people sit there and I've had people salute me, call me a Nazi, and I go, well, you better look and understand what Nazi means. Na- Nazi came from National Socialist. I'm hardly a socialist. Well, how many millions of people did Nazi Germany kill? 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, tell me tell me where, where socialism and internet has ever, ever worked and been better for people. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's just, it yeah. just well, works. Is, is there anybody running, you think, that could actually make any good change? Uh, can you make Reagan come back to life? <laughs> so, <laughs> even even the Republicans didn't like Reagan because Reagan was more conservative, and, the, and he, he's the guy who started out as as a Democrat. Yeah. Hollywood was pretty pretty much conservative up until the '60s. The '60s things switched around. Yeah. Uh, Martin Luther King Day. Here we are. Martin Luther King was a Republican. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. He wasn't a Democrat. He was Republican. Mm-hmm. So. All I'm, all I'm saying is that you know I'm not, there are a lot of rhinos out there too. I'm not really happy with the Republican Party either. So no. uh, all parties moving left. And I tell my my liberal friends, I say, you know, did you like JFK? You think Kennedy was a great president? He was great. I go listen to his inauguration speech. Kennedy would be a Republican today. Besides yeah. talking about anybody hurting America, American allies, that he said he'd go after him, he also said his famous quote: "Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country." Does that sound yeah. like a Democrat today? <laughs> I don't, you know what? I don't know who sounds like what anymore because it's it always seems to be changing. You know, you know, we have a block of a good fifteen to twenty years where you know Democrats and Democrats, and then all of a sudden, you know, a few years later, you know, a few years later, they're sounding more like Republicans and vice versa. So it's just flip flopping a lot lately. So I just wanted to get your opinion on it because, like I said, I follow you on Facebook, see the things you put up, and like I said, I don't agree with you know most everything you do, but I like to. You know, I I can respect opinions, and I like to hear what other people have to say because maybe I'll learn something. You know, so that's why I wanted to say so. Yeah, but you know, keep posting what you do on Facebook because I I I thoroughly enjoy it, and you know, I think a lot of people are uh, too afraid to actually post what they think these days. So, so it's a great well, thing that I'm, you're doing. I'm not going to stop. Oh, no, no, I mean, please don't. I, I hope. Hell, I hope I can educate a few people. I mean, to me, it's I know you, it's hard to change people's minds. I get it. Yeah. But uh, once again, I always tell people to come up with facts and statistics to show me where socialism and communism is a good thing because it's never produced anything but but pain and agony and, and destruction. It's never mm-hmm. never made anything good. What's what's so good about communism when everybody's the same? Not everybody's the same. We're not all no. the same. Tiger Woods will always be a better golfer than me. Michael Jordan will always be a better basketball player. That's life. That is life. But now no. we got you know college kids whining and complaining that oh we should have free this and free that and everybody else should pay for it. It's just absolutely insane to me, this, this whole entitlement society. My dad was a public school teacher. I'm the fourth of five kids. I had mm-hmm. hand-me-downs to my older brothers. My dad was a liber- liberal. He was a Democrat. But you know what he taught all of us kids? He said, work hard. Work hard. Don't expect people to bail, bail you out. Do your own stuff and be proud. Because I tell you what, when you work hard and buy your own car, so to speak, yeah. you take care of it. Somebody just hands mm-hmm. you a car, you're not going to take care of it as much. You don't care as much. When you put all your hard work and buy your own stuff, you mm. care about it a heck of a lot more than just being handed to you. You know, there were signs when I lived in Vancouver shooting Andromeda saying, please do not feed the bears. They will become dependent on you. You know what? That works for people, too. And you can't tell me 100 million people of a country, 320 million people, living off my tax dollars and all the other people that are working. Yeah. 100 million people. You tell me every single one of those people are unable to work or find work. All of them? Mm-hmm. I don't care if my tax dollars go to help people to work. You yeah. can't tell me a hundred million out there are saying, Oh great, you know, I can't do anything. Thank God someone's taking care of me. Give me a break. You know, I didn't have anything either. I mean we grew up with powdered egg and eggs and powdered milk as a kid, but my dad yeah. instilled hard work in all of us. Yeah. Well, you know, there's always like I always tell people, there's always a job. It might not be uh exactly what you're looking for, but gotta work it, you know. Gotta gotta eat. So um Hey, I'll 20s, I was Kraft macaroni and cheese and tuna fish, okay? All 20s. 
That's what I'm I mean. Didn't, I, didn't have any, <laughs> I didn't have any success in this business until I got into my 30s. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, just uh want to ask you one thing real quick uh, before you leave, and, uh, you know, that's uh, going to go back towards Hercules. Um, you, you know, I, I've always loved, you know, the Hercules. I, I've, I've, I've seen him from the Steve Reeves, um, you know, the Mark Forth and the Samson Burks, you know, growing up with my father watching them, uh, up up into the Arnolds and the Lou Ferrignos. When you landed the role, um, did that resonate you, with you that you were joining such, uh, you know, a prestigious group of actors, uh, you know, to play this part? Oh, no question. And the, the, yeah. the, the most biggest compliment I, I ever got came from a letter from Steve Reeves telling me how much he loved my portrayal of Hercules and loved the humor the show had. The moral messages that were in there, the action that was in there, he said it was fantastic. And I that, to me, freaked me out because growing up as a kid, I watched all those reruns of Hercules Unchained with my older brothers and stuff, and that was that was pretty neat for me. And Lou Ferrigno's a very good friend. You know, Lou did one movie, and I did I did seven years. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> exactly. I did a few more episodes than he did, but Lou's yeah, a great guy, and uh, he's a hoot to, hoot to hang out with and, uh, and get to know over these years. Yeah, that's great. I've met uh, Lou Ferrigno at uh, Chilla Theater in New Jersey many, many times. What a what a phenomenal guy! So it was it was a real pleasure to meet him, and uh, also it was a real pleasure to have you on here. I've been a fan for so many years. Um, you know, Hercules Andromeda, two shows I've I've really loved, um, and now some of your new movies. I I can't wait to see Cage No More. It's at uh, CageNoMoreMovie dot com. You can check out the trailer there. It's going to be released uh, January twenty second in select theaters around the U.S. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, hopefully we can get you back on here in the future. All right. Sounds good to me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Take care. And that was uh, Kevin Sorbo from uh, CageNoMoreMovie.com. You can check it out, like I said, January 22nd. Um, good stuff, John. You know, it was uh, interesting to, uh, you know, talk about the movie, talk a little about, a bit about Hercules and Andromeda also to get his opinion on some of the political views he expresses, uh, you know, as, as I told him, I don't particularly agree with uh, what he says and believes in, but it's, uh, you know, I can respect it, you know. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, everybody is entitled to their opinions, you know, and that's what uh, that's what Facebook and, and Twitter and all the social events, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, social medias are about, is, you know, placing your opinion on there. So Absolutely. kudos to him. Absolutely. You know, and uh, good luck on your movies, Kevin. Uh uh, like I said, I'll be looking forward to seeing this uh, Cage No More movie. So, uh, absolutely, him and I are 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 completely opposite on what we believe politically, but I still always be a fan because, like he said, you know what? One thing I do agree with individualism. You know, that's that's a big part of the U.S. And you know, whether you're left or you're right, you can still respect each other and you can still be fans of one another and and you know still uh, you know support careers and you know watch the movies and watch the TV shows and I'll uh, continue doing that for Kevin Sorbo. I think he's a wonderful guy. Um really thank him for coming on here. Uh real blast to be able to talk to uh you know somebody I've watched for so many years, John. I mean, we've had so many people on this show um talking about Full House earlier. I mean, you know, having Dave Cooley on with us a couple of years ago. Um Yeah, I remember blast. that show. That was a that good was show. Yeah, I remember. Blast, man. It was such a fun fun interview. And, uh, you know, I wanted to do my Mr. Woodchuck expression for him, but uh, unfortunately we were talking about so many <laughs> things and we were having such a good time that I forgot to do it and see what he thought about it. Uh, but hopefully we'll be able to get him back on, especially when Full House is being released now. It's going to be great, you know, to see. Yeah, uh, you got to cut that out. <laughs> cut it 
Owl. Well, you know what? They released that little trailer where they were behind the door. I don't know if you saw that. And you heard uh, Jesse say, oh, not the hair. And then you heard him say, oh, cut it out. And, you know. Yeah, it yeah, I did. Yeah, I... It's, uh, it's a blast from the past. That's why. <laughs> that's, that's my uh, that's my impression of him. So it's not very good. <laughs> that's your impression. But like I said, that's my impression. Just so anybody is listening, uh, I am recovering from a cold. Uh, so that's why my voice sounds very bad, and I'm sniffling a little bit. So I apologize for that. Ah, that's all right, man. We've been sick here before. Um, hey. Yeah, it happens, you know. So uh, we're we're ending toward the uh, the bottom half of our show here. Well, actually, the tail end of it. Because, you know what, we had Kevin Sorbo, and who wants to talk to us now? I know. No, nobody cares about what our thoughts. <laughs> Not at all. Anyway, um, got some good guests coming up. Especially this week, Thursday this week, uh, which is uh, January uh, 21st. We're going to be joined by author, entrepreneur, former rapper, Jesse Itzler, to talk about his latest book, Living with a Seal. And let me tell you, John, I'm reading this book. I'm just about done with it. And I told Jesse on Twitter, and he's reached out to me a couple of times already. I told him he's absolutely freaking nuts. Because <laughs> the stuff that he's being put through by this Navy SEAL who comes to live with him, his wife, and his young son, this rugged Navy SEAL doesn't crack a smile. All he does is work out, run in the freezing cold with shorts on and, and just mittens on, man, right in Central Park, too. Man. I mean, because, you know, Jesse lives in Manhattan. And, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but, man, I, you know, I'm reading this book and sometimes. I shake because I, I like. Oh man, I can't go through that, man. This is crazy. And I and I've told Jesse, he's nuts, and uh, I'm sure he agrees. But he got through it because guess what? The book is right here in front of me. So he was able to write it and publish it. It's a phenomenal book. I want to thank, um, you know, Jesse's uh, publishing house and his uh, and uh, Jennifer Kish for uh, being able to send over those copies to us. You know, Joey and I read it. Good read, John. Man, I got to send you that book so you can take a read, man. You're gonna cry. No, that's I might I might take a couple pointers too. Maybe I'll be uh, outside running in shorts and mittens too. Oh, know? trust me, man. It, it, just running outside in shorts and mittens is not even the beginning of it. Ducky's put through. It's gonna make you cry. I'm looking forward to reading it then, man. Yeah, it's it's a really good book, man. So uh, and also I'll be writing a review for it on the website my wife and I run, uh, Sugar Coated Living. It's sugarcoatedliving.com. There'll be a review up there uh, right after the show, sometime probably next week. Um, also next week on Monday, January 25th, we're going to be joined by the beautiful actress Jamie Bernadette. Um, she's starring in the actual sequel to I Spit on Your Grave, a crazy crazy flick from the late 70s and this is the actual sequel to it there was a couple of remakes of it but this is the actual sequel uh with the original director the original producer uh it's called i spit on your grave deja vu and if you haven't seen the original john or even the remake watch it it's insane okay i'll have to do that again i am severely lacking in a lot of these things apparently so yeah well you know these are uh it 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 these should be big movies. Cage No More and even I Spit in Your Grave, Deja Vu, they should be big movies, but they're more independent movies. They're more on the independent scale. And that's not terrible. It's unfortunate that it's not out there more, and hopefully it'll be out there a little bit more. As I was asking him, you know, uh, Kevin Sorbo, if he believes 
these independent movies can actually make it to a network television uh, channel so more and more people can see it. You know, um, who who knows if that'll ever happen, but hopefully it will happen. Um, February 8th, this is going to be an awesome show. Really looking forward to it. We're going to be joined by the lead singer of the rock band Psyka. Her name is Jessica. And co-hosting with me that day, John, Dan Gutschmidt from Adrenaline, the lead guitarist and lead vocalist. Really looking forward to that. It's going to be a show about rock 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 and i'm I'm really looking forward to it and i know you're a big fan of rock i'm a big fan of rock um you know it's uh it's gonna be a good one you know we're gonna we'll probably end up playing their uh you know psyche's new single as well on that show um you know if, if you want to look them up the rock the band name is psyche s-y-k-a really really good up-and-coming band can't wait to have her on the show um also speaking about adrenaline um in february we're gonna have a show just in tribute to Adrenaline. Um, we're going to talk to the guys from this show. And who knows? Maybe a little bit of live acoustic music could happen. Or possibly... I, I really, really hope that happens, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I hope that That's going to be great. Um, or we might unveil a uh, new track from their next album, Chapter 2, if everything's done by then. If, or it could be both. Who knows? Uh, it, it's it's going to be a really good show. Um, check, out, check out Adrenaline on Facebook. Um, their latest album is Adrenaline Ignite Chapter 1. Um, just, just a phenomenal CD. There's only three tracks on it. Chapter two, I'm sure we'll have another, uh, you know, six, uh, excuse me, six tracks. And chapter two, we'll have another six tracks. Um, absolutely phenomenal. You can check them out at adrenalinemusic.com. Really good guys. Really good friends. Uh, yeah, for some people that might not know, uh, Adrenaline did the, uh, did a spot for the NHL last season. Is that correct? For their, their playoffs? They absolutely did, and the spot yeah. that they did, they won an Emmy Award for it. It's uh, it's a phenomenal song. Uh, you know, anybody that likes uh, hard hard rock music, they'll really enjoy it. I, I remember showing a couple people. Uh, of course, it was playing during the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, um, you know, run to the cup, and uh, you know, being a yeah. Boston native, you know, uh, Bruins are my team, but the Chicago <laughs> Blackhawks are my second team, so. I went ahead and I was rooting for the Blackhawks, so I was pretty excited. That song got me pumped up. <laughs> yep. It's crazy. All right, man. So this is uh, the end of the first episode of The Stoop. Um, you know, it was a great show. Once again, I want to thank Kevin Sorbo for joining us. Uh, great guy. Yeah. Um, great you know, interview. Great. Yeah, it was really good. You know, it was, it, was, it was nice to be able to talk a little bit about his movie, a little bit about his career, and then a little bit about his um, – political side too as i said he you know he posts a lot of things on facebook you can follow him on facebook it's kevin sorbo official facebook page and he actually just posted uh something political right now which uh i'll take a look at when we're off the show here uh good guy um you know i'm sure you would have killed me if i told him that i'm a bernie sanders guy because i feel the burn um, so, <laughs> you know but you know it is what it is you know I, I i have different beliefs he has different beliefs and that's the way america works so Yes, that's what we're that's what the country's built on, buddy. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, join us again for another episode of The Stoop this Thursday when we're joined by author Jesse Itzler to talk about his latest book, Living with a Seal. And I'm going to make Jesse my new friend because I think he's pretty cool. John, <laughs> it's been great John? to be back on the podcast with you. And 
couldn't have asked for uh, a better co-host between you and Woo! Joey. Thank really you, appreciate sir. it. I appreciate it, sir. I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much for everybody tuning in. Uh, John, as always, thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Um, it's, it's always fun when we get together and talk all sorts of stuff. Yeah, not just sports <laughs> anymore. Now we talk all sorts uh, of stuff. Notice I never even mentioned that uh, my uh, my team was in the AFC Championship. So <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, why would you? They're gonna end up losing. So no, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not even gonna go there. What do you think? About yeah, that? but on that note, we'll end the show. As uh, just so everybody <laughs> knows, John Leary is from the Boston area. Me, yep. I am from the New York City area. Jets fan. He's a Patriots fan. We got some great, cool, fun rivalry going on. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. But you know what? That's what this country's built on, and we can still respect each other. Nah! Absolutely. There you go. All right, so that's <laughs> it for this show. We'll see you on Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. As I said, we'll be joined by Jesse Etzler, and co-host of me that night will be Joey Torres. And who knows, maybe John might make an appearance. We never know what can happen here on the stoop. Fun times, fun times, fun times. So next week, come join us. on. Oh, well, this Thursday, come join us on our stoop. We'll see you then. See you later, guys.